Hey everyone, welcome back to Create Out Loud with me, Jen Loudon. On this show, we invite the world's most interesting, dynamic, and groundbreaking creatives to really get into the creative process and share the lessons and insights they've learned along the way so you too can have the best creative life. And this week we're talking to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's another solo episode. I wanted to dig into a question I get a lot from uh, clients and students and, and, you know, people (laughs) about how do we stick with a project and how do we know when we're finished? So let's take the first question. How do we stick with a project, especially a project that's hit the skids or we've lost our way or that really is going to take months, a year, or even years, which is really common. I mean, I've written books in six months. My last book, Why Bother? Discover the Desire for What's Next, functionally took 10 years. And by functionally, I mean in that 10 years, I produced other material, other books, but I was really searching for this mine, if you will, or this vein in the creative mine of what I really, really wanted to say. What was my creative truth that I felt I hadn't given voice to yet? So it took a lot of different forms. I tried a couple novels. I spent four years on a memoir that fell apart, didn't work as a narrative. And out of all of that, eventually came this book that that did come closer to putting into words something that I really wanted to say, growing me as a writer and having a level of depth and truth that I'd been searching for in my work. And when I say closer, I'm talking about the gap, the gap between what we hope to create, what we want to create, and what we actually create. And that gap's almost always there for all creatives, even when you have a finished work. We'll talk more about that in a moment when we talk about finishing things. That sets us up for the first frame when we talk about sticking with a project. You gotta know, maybe not perfectly, maybe not particularly coherently, because I certainly didn't always. What are you looking for? What are you looking to get out of the project? And to be really honest about that. For some people, it's money, it's growing their business. For some people, it's playing with a particular medium or a way of layering, putting paint on the canvas in a certain way. For other people, it's using language in a new way. I mean, there's so many millions of choices it could be. But you're going to get lost with sticking with a project if you haven't given time before and checking in often with what do I want from this? How do I want to grow as an artist? How do I want this to impact my financial life? How do I want this to impact others? But first, especially if you're a commercial artist and you know selling your work, this is how you make your living. You got to keep tapping into what do you want? Because if you don't know that, if you don't know that deep, like what do I want out of this? And I recommend doing it in writing and just doing some journaling from time to time around. Like, what do I want out of this? Why am I doing this? Why does this matter to me? If I die doing this, would I be satisfied? I have to say, when I work with a few clients that I do work with one-on-one, crafting, shaping a signature idea and getting it out into the world, this is actually the hardest part. You'd think it wouldn't be. I always think, wow, it's a no-brainer. You know why. You can you can state it. But it's hard, especially for people who identify as women, to be greedy to own their desires. And, and reflect. Keep reflecting. Because projects, of course, especially when we get stuck, they're going to lose that connection 
to what we care about, but they're also going to go south away from what we care about. And that is sometimes why you get stuck. That is sometimes why you lose interest and fall into why bother? Because you actually don't know why you're doing it or you've lost touch with it because the project's drifted away from it and it's become about something else. And then you got to stop. You got to pause. You got to take a break. Where do I need to reshape this? Maybe just in my process and my approach, or maybe in the actual thing I'm working on, how I'm creating it. So it really resonates deeply within me. I'm not saying forget the marketplace. I'm not saying forget whomever you're hoping to deliver this to. If you're working commercially, that is equally important, but it is not more important. It is never more important than your deep, what do I want out of this? Why am I doing this? Number two, sometimes we don't stick with the project because it's hard. (laughs) And making stuff, especially as you grow in your craft or you're farther along in your career as a creative, making stuff that matters and that meets your taste and your vision and that doesn't leave you totally hanging out in that gap I mentioned earlier, it's rough. Continuing to grow and interest yourself and find that beginner's mind can get harder and harder the more experienced you are or the older you are. And in fact, if you want to listen to a fabulous episode about that, go back to episode 25 with Laura Davis, best-selling author, 106 million copies of her books sold, wanted to write a memoir, and it took her 10 years of beginner's mind, of learning again, of trying, and of finishing a project that wouldn't leave her alone. So that episode, if you haven't heard it, dovetails really nicely with this one. Conversely, if you're starting out, if you're new as a creative or you're trying on a new creative medium, that feeling of how far you have to go, oh my gosh, that can be so disheartening. And that can make you like jump out of the gates starting a project, quarter of the way in, you start to lose steam. What I recommend for those moments is a couple of things. One, stop looking at everybody else and stop looking at where you want to get to. Outcomes are motivating from time to time and towards the end of a project. But most of the time, especially in longer projects or a general, like I'm learning this craft and I'm exploring it. There's not really a there there that I'm trying to get to. Trying to focus on getting somewhere has been shown in research to be profoundly demotivating. Instead, you want to create very small wins or places that you can say, look, I kept my promise to myself. So looking at the outcome too much, focusing your eyes on other people's accomplishments will deeply demotivate you all by itself and keep you from finishing things. Isn't that amazing? Maybe you've experienced it before. I certainly have. Hey, and here's another idea. I think we're on number three to help you with finishing things. And that is my approach to learning. Now, if I know you, You're a podcast listener, so you're a curious soul. You love to learn. You're a sponge. Learning is fantastic. It is my hobby. But here's the thing I can see that keeps us from finishing things. Learning indiscriminately. Instead, what I suggest you do is make a list. You can keep this as a writing list in your notebook, your journal, your uh, project process journal, your Evernote, whatever. What are the issues that you're coming upon? Where are the places you're getting stuck? Name them for yourself in writing and then be a problem solver to find just the information you need just when you need it to fix that problem. 
Now, why is this different? Maybe you already do it, but what I tend to do when I'm having a hard time finishing something, when I'm lacking clarity, any point in the project when things are you know muddled is then I think, well, I'll just ping around and learn new things. I'll try this, I'll try that, they'll know, but I'm not actually focused on the thing I need help with. And then the learning might be interesting, but it might also overwhelm me. And then all of my energy, it just sort of runs away and the project seems to lose its there there, its shape it's clarity instead of saying, ah, the thing I'm having trouble with is mixing colors in watercolors so they don't get muddy. I bet I can go find information about that for free on YouTube. And I bet I can do it in 15 minutes and apply it, apply it and start to learn it instead of buy a whole expensive course about watercolors, do two lessons and quit halfway through. (laughs) All right, number four, let yourself be frustrated. Now I'm not saying you don't know that being frustrated isn't part of the creative process. Of course it is. But sometimes our frustration gets interpreted as a reason to quit and not to keep going. So get curious when you're frustrated. Is it because this project has done what it needs to do for you? It has met your why, it has advanced you in some way or taught you something and you're ready to let it go. Has the project really truly lost its juice or maybe it just needs to be neatly tucked away for a while. Those are all great. We are not in elementary school, at least I'm not. (laughs) I'm not in high school, I'm not in a college. Nobody else is saying you've got to do something because I say it. So don't let someone else's expectations should or shadow goals or any sense that you are not in control make you stick with something. On the other hand, don't let a sense of frustration become a sign that you need to quit. Frustration is just part of the process. It's living in that gap again. What inner and outer resources do you need to call in? What we were just talking about with learning, but also remember there's an episode, a solo episode, I forgot what number it is, about making it safe to create. If you haven't listened to that one, that is the key technique for frustration and finishing. Are you regulating the animal that you are and your nervous system so that your brain can really turn on and show up? And are you making up a big story about being frustrated and what it means for your future? I got to tell you, for the millionth time, you were the worst judge of your work. So set that judgment aside. So if you're feeling frustrated, you may need to do some journaling. You may need to talk to a coach. You may need to talk to another creative friend, a community, and really do some problem solving and bring back good creative self-care before you make any decisions. Hey there, I just wanted to interrupt our regularly scheduled programming to tell you about something new and wonderful that I've created. And we are offering the Writing Retreat Circle. I hear from a lot of writers, I don't want to do your more intensive programs. I don't want to coach with you one-on-one, but I need help. I need help to get a project done, to get a project started, to get back to writing, or to meet a deadline. And I'm having a hard time doing it by myself. I need some containment, some structure, some inspiration. And I I got some questions. I don't have anybody to ask. The Writing Retreat Circle. It's a half-day virtual writing retreat, plus a momentum meetup coaching call. You can buy as many months as you want and create your own schedule of, I know I'm gonna show up for my writing in say April and May, and then again in September and October, right? Or every month, or maybe just try it once and see if you like it. I create some of the best writing retreats in person and virtual on the planet. It's a weird thing, but I've dedicated a lot of my life to learning how to put together a great retreat that 
really helps feed your sense of confidence and feed your sense of knowing what your project is about and believing in it and getting a lot of words on the page, no matter what your level of writing experience or your genre. So we'll have professional writers who are finishing things in these retreats and we'll have people who are like, I just gotta listen to this call to write. Come and check it out at jenniferloudon.com forward slash writing dash retreat dash circle. And again, pick the months you want and get the inspiration, the confidence and the work done and create a lovely schedule of that for yourself in 2022. Love to have you. And let's talk about how do you know you're finished? You know, this is a tricky one. And the bottom line is you don't. You never know if you're finished. Creativity has no stopping point. Projects can always be amended. I wrote my first four books and then and then my publisher, Harper Collins, came back to me and said, hey, you know, your books are so popular and they've done so well and there's so many copies in print, but your resource sections are out of date. We're going to let you you know, revise them and we'll give them a new life with new covers. I'm like, oh my God, right. Can I rewrite the whole books? And they're like, no, (laughs) you cannot. That's too expensive. That's not what a revision is. You only get to revise the resources. And I got to do the same thing with the Life Organizer. My publisher, New World Library, came back to me and said, we've wanted a new book from you for so long. You haven't given us one. So we're going to revise the, uh, let you revise the Life Organizer and release it in paper. I was like, can I rewrite it? (laughs) So years after the fact, I've changed and grown so much. I have new things to say and I want to do that. But that's not what that book was. The book, those books were what they were at the time. And so that's part of what you have to learn about finishing things. You're going to want to keep working on it. Most likely you're going to want to keep changing things. So you've got to give yourself some kind of stopping point, often dependent on someone else, coordinating action with someone else. So for example, when I have a publishing contract, well, then there's a due date and I might be a day late or a week late, but I know there's a whole assembly line of people who are going to work on that book. And that includes Why Bother, which I functionally self-published with page two. I knew I had a deadline and all of the people that were going to work on the book, they were lined up. And if I didn't take advantage of that opening in their schedule, it wasn't going to work and everything else would fall apart, all the marketing plans and everything else. So when you can create a finishing place like that, it's very comforting. It just gives you something to work towards. It gives a shape to the project. And I really recommend that. But of course, it's not always possible. You don't always have a gallery show coming up or you know, and you need to get the plants in the ground by a certain time before winter or the big dinner party that you're throwing or the birthday party for your friend that you need to make the food for. It's just not always possible. And some people really don't work well with self-imposed deadlines. They feel constricted by them. They rebel against them. They don't believe in them. How do you create a finish line for yourself in those cases when there's no one else involved? Well, one way is to visualize the other projects that are hovering in the distance. I like to think of it as a landing strip, right? And there are planes that want to come in. There's new projects that are beckoning to you because you're a creative person. And they aren't going to get time and attention if you don't finish. So that's one thing. Like like have a relationship with them. Like, hey, tell me about yourself. Okay, I want you to be able to come in too. So what feels like a fair negotiation? It's almost like you're negotiating between like children. (laughs) Another thing you can do is Harken back 
to what do you want out of this project? What's your why? And what's the closest you're going to get? It's never going to be perfect. You're never going to get there 100%, both in its execution and what you get from it. But are you close enough with this iteration to release it, to finish it, to give it away, whatever you're going to do with it? Is it meeting your why close enough? You have to realize you're going to feel discomfort again. You're not going to feel like it's done. And if you're a perfectionist and if you want to go back and fiddle with the last little bits, you really need to probably sit down and talk to somebody else who you trust about what you're trying to get out of this fiddling. What is it keeping you from experiencing? Is it the loss of letting go? Is it the fear of being seen? Is it fear of criticism, vulnerability, of sharing your work? It could be a lot of things. Most creatives experience this. If you can name it, you can begin to think about the resources that you have in your spiritual practice, in your psychological work, support from other creatives to sit with, be with, and problem solve around your fear of finishing, being seen, etc. It's very normal. Don't pathologize it, but don't let it rule you. Finally, have you defined what finish looks like? We have been raised so a finish line is defined for us in school, the deadlines, at work, so many things in life. The finish line is not determined by us. Essentially, in our creative work, we have to decide what the finish line is. And that includes when you're contracting or making an agreement with someone to publish something or show something, etc. You're still entering into that saying, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to declare this is my finish line. So this really may be the most important point. We call this burying the lead. You have to do the inner work and the decisiveness and sit with the discomfort of saying, I'm willing to say this is my finish line. I'm willing to say this is good enough. And that's really hard for a lot of us. But if we're connected to our why and what we want to get out of it, if we're connected to the the knowing that we are full of creative ideas, way more than we'll ever have time to give birth to in this creative life, and we're willing to say, I matter, With practice, the self-trust grows to say, this is my finish line. It may move a little bit. I might change it a little bit. It doesn't have to be rigid, but I'm going to decide this is finished for me imperfectly. There is no ideal here. It's not going to probably feel finished because perfect doesn't exist because of we can always change uh, because we're always growing. I accept that I'm putting a line in the sand, a stake in the ground right here and saying, at this point in my life, this is what finish looks like for this project. And I know I'm going to second guess it and that's okay. And then it's really making time to be with the feeling of loss and grief and letdown that almost always comes after a creative project is finished. And reminding yourself, reminding yourself, hey, this is the creative cycle and I'm in the fallow time and this is where I take in new experiences and this is where I rest and this is where I let myself wonder. So learning to let go of a project, learning to declare what is finished for you is essential. I gave you a lot of ideas. What are you gonna use? What really resonated with you? Let the rest go and do this. Text a creative friend or two, but add to that text not only what you'll remember, a sentence or two, it's gonna help you make it so much more real to you, but also include a screenshot of the podcast so they can listen too. 
I would be so appreciative. But plus, I really want to make sure that something in here sticks with you. You've just given me 18 minutes of your life. Get something out of it. And then after you do that, make sure you tune in next week for Heather Harvelosky. Oh, are you going to love this? She is the author of the brand new memoir that has just exploded all over the place called Foreverland. It's this biting, moving, brilliantly written, very interestingly structured memoir about her marriage. I loved it. And she's also the author of Ask Polly and Ask Molly. And Ask Polly is one of the most beloved advice columns on the internet. I'm sure you've read it. I was high for days after talking to Heather because she is a woman who is fiercely owning her desire as a creative woman and her voice. It comes out in everything she writes and she delivers so many zingers in this. Oh, you're going to love it. I feel like it's just going to explode your brain. So tune in next week for Heather. Pick up Foreverland in the meantime. Check out the Writer Retreat Circle. And most of all, create out loud. See you next week.